passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out on SiriusXM and for watching us right now on YouTube. Like and comment below. We're coming with a great action-packed episode in about 40 seconds. But first, got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Look fast. It's an easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events. With first-to-market odds and lines, is at BetOnline.ag. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even Golf. BetOnline continues to be the online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting to props and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. We have a fantastic guest here today to talk about Bears training camp. But let's first bring in my co-host. He's former Bears defensive end, Northwestern's finest, Fox 32 Chicago's very own, and a man who knows something about Cheesecake Factory. It's Corey. What's up, Corey? <laughs> oh, nothing. Just still recovering, man. I, I ate a lot yesterday. I, I fasted. I told you before we logged on, I fasted the whole day to save room for the cheesecake, the nachos. <laughs> The strawberry cheesecake, the the bacon bacon cheeseburger, you know the moves, man. They're talking a lot of training camp about uh, doing body fat measuring with Eberflus' <laughs> camp right now. I don't know how it would fare today. Maybe it would have been better off a little bit yesterday. Let's bring our <laughs> guest here. Uh, we're so happy and welcome to have her on. Uh, she's been on with us before, but she's back here to talk about Bears training camp. She has been at Bears training camp the last couple of days. It's WGN's Caitlin Sharkey. Hello, Caitlin. How are you? Hi, guys. Good to see you both. Thanks for having me on. And I'm excited to talk about camp. This is the exciting part of the season that we have to cherish, right? Everything's new and fresh exactly. and exciting. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. And man, I don't know, that connection with Bayless Jones and Justin Fields. Let's talk all about it, Caitlin. I mean, you were there the first couple of days of camp. Uh, you know, Bears fans are already getting all this information off of Twitter. You've seen it with your own eyes. You know, what was your biggest takeaway from those first couple of days? And, and maybe what did you walk away with? What are you most excited about right now for this Bears camp? I think the biggest thing that is most striking when you're watching and even fans that are there can attest to there's a, they're hustling, they're running, they're conditioning. They do not waste time. There's no walking between drills, which we saw a lot in years past. Um, as soon as that horn blows, they're sprinting to the next drill. They do a lot of spontaneous um, situational football. So um, the last couple of days we've seen, you know, some false starts and things like that. But like Luke Getze was talking about how they just throw that in there. So it's not planned. So it creates this kind of sense of chaos. So you can just see the energy level is up, conditioning, accountability, all of those things that we've talked, we heard Eberflus talk about, but you're not really sure how that's going to look or translate when they start practicing. So it's obvious. Um, and I think it's exciting to me just to see all the new faces. Like 
there are so many, I look at the roster and I'm going on this. I'm, I'm like trying to learn names and numbers and yeah. Like who yeah. is that? Like who's, and even to see like different numbers that were of former players out there now with new, new looking, you know, players. And it's just, it's so cool though, because you know, everyone, there's like this refreshment, like energy, like that's there. So it's exciting at this point on cam. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited too. Um, so Got a question for you. So I, I'm always eyeing the offense and defensive lines. Uh, what has kind of been your observation between both of those groups thus far? Kind of anybody stand out to you? I know training camp just started, but is there any been uh, anybody that stand out in particular on either side of the ball? I think if you're talking, I mean, the offensive line is going to be a storyline every single day um, of camp because there's a lot to figure out in a short amount of time for these guys. Um, and they're dealing with some injuries. Tevin Jenkins has not been in practice the last couple of days. He's working with something through the, with the trainer. Um, Eva Flus is very hush-hush about injuries. He's already set that standard. So uh, Lucas Patrick has to have uh, surgeries, but he's expected to be back. So you take those pieces out, and then you're like, okay, now, now who's going to fit where? Like um, Riley Reed coming in, Michael Schofield coming in. I think they did a good job of adding, like, the fact the veteran leaders, but also understanding, like, what positions they're going to play. And right now, it is a carousel. Like, they are just – Braxton Jones is getting his time. Like, it's just constantly moving. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see now that Lucas Patrick is on sideline for a little bit, who – if it like, Mustafer is going to play center. Like, what's going to happen there? Um, so, that part's intriguing. So, I'm, I usually spend most of – the practice watching the O-line because I'm just like, what, how is this going to, how is this going to hold? Like, what is this O-line going to look like uh, when they open the season defensively, the D-line? I mean, I feel like they're strong. They're, they're gritty. And the, I mean, the fact that Iberflus is a defensive minded coach and Corey, you could probably speak to this. You can just tell that tenacity is something that he wants to make sure is apparent all the time. Um, And you can already see that. So it's like the trickle down of having the defensive coach as the head coach is like, even Cole Komet was joking with us uh, yesterday about like, he's nasty. He's gritty. You can tell that's the difference playing for a defensive head coach. Um, so I think both of those lines, the D line, I think it is, there's going to be moving parts, but it's not going to be the storyline or something to watch that like that O line is going to be. So what, what has been your observations of a, a guy who I think is going to have a breakout year. He had a great year last year, Ibra Flus, uh, al Muhammad. He actually went to my high school in New Jersey. Um, but he had a breakout year last year as a first-time starter. I think he's going to be a guy that gets double digits, especially p- playing opposite uh, Robert Quinn. What have you seen from him thus far? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're really excited about him. He he has a presence about him. Um, so I, it's like you, you know where he's at. You know that he's out there. And um, I think that's something that you it seems obvious, but that you don't always get that. And he the coaches take note of it. They speak very highly of him. So I think the expectations – are very high. And I mean, even to talk about Robert Quinn yesterday, we were watching Quinn kind of coach up these guys. And I think that's, it was kind of a cool moment to see because he's kind of all doing his own thing there. He's kind of in his own program um, right now in this ramp up period, but he's still doing a lot of coaching. So I think like his knowledge, plus that young new talent and guys like Muhammad, it's going to be going to be a good combo. It's awesome, awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious. Let's stay on the defensive side of the ball for for Bears fans out there. On a scale of one to highest level of concern, it was great to see Robert Quinn in camp, and it looks mm-hmm. like he's been on the grass and he's been playing. Uh, what is if you could talk to Bears fans right now? How concerned should they be about this Roquan Smith situation? 
He's in the building. He's not practicing. In your estimation right now, do you think an extension gets done before uh, week one of the season? I, I hope so. And I think it yeah. will because I feel like if they really felt like they were that far away from that, I don't think that Roquan would be there riding the stationary bike at practice. Like He'd be at I'm home. Just, <laughs> exactly. Like I'm thinking my own self, like, I don't, if, if, a, if an employer didn't know they wanted me, I don't know if I'm showing up to like be there and be present, like if, while they're trying to figure get that out. the employee out, so. food discount. Yeah. Get that food <laughs> yeah, discount like, while you can and just, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I think a lot of it, we were like joking with Eberfus because he wouldn't tell us why Roquan was on the pup list, but like, we were joking, like, if he got a contract, would he now be able to perform? <laughs> like, and he was like, I'm not going to talk about that, but. 100%. I mean, 100%. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's like what, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense. But he's there and he's present. And I think that says a lot. Like, obviously, they miss him on the field at this point. But, like, if they have him for the season, that's their guy. That's their core of their defense that's a good news. So I feel hopeful. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Corey, Corey I want to ask you real quick, just about mm -hmm. like Roquan. Cause I've seen, I've seen this on Twitter and maybe we can yeah. dispel a notion right now. Yeah. It feels a little bit like business as usual, right? New regime comes in star mm -hmm. player wants to get paid. That's where they're butting heads right now. Mm -hmm. There's some people that are trying to equate the negotiation with the fact that they're switching from a three, four to a four, three and whether Roquan will play, uh, you'll play middle or weak linebacker. Does that have anything to do with the leverage of negotiation, in your opinion? Because Bears fans seem to think that now that we're moving to the 4-3, Roquan won't be worth as much. I find yeah. that to be ridiculous. Yeah. Can you dispel yeah. that notion? Yeah, that's, that's definitely ridiculous. I think I think he could play a multitude of positions at, at the linebacker. Um, he could play middle. He could play, uh, you know, uh, weak. He could play whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think it, it comes down to they're trying to get this contract figured out. There's no doubt in my mind they will get this figured out before the season because he's an integral part of this defense. He's one of the rising stars in this league. He's one of the best linebackers in the league. So it's just about contract negotiation because, it, it, like like Caitlin said, if, if it wasn't in the works now, he'd be at home right now, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact he's there, he's like, I'm not risking myself an injury while you're trying to negotiate everything. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand. They say, oh, he doesn't want to be there, this, that, and the other. It is a business, and people mm -hmm. forget that all the time. They say, well, will you do this? If somebody has a regular corporate job, right, and they don't feel like they're they're getting paid what they should, sometimes they might go go somewhere else. They might seek other opportunities out there. But people don't equate that to, to football. They think it doesn't translate. You got to be you, you got to be a team player, and you got to be this. Listen, I understand when, when you're under contract and and you are happy in your situation and you're playing in the right contract, you do everything you can for your team. But right now, his job is to is to get as much money as he can because he's earned that. So. I understand completely with him sitting out, and I think mm -hmm. more players should do that because the thing is, if he would get injured in training camp, that contract would be, mm -hmm. oh, let, 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 let's see what he is when he comes back, and then he'd come a one-year deal after that. So I, I, I get it. I get it 100%. TJ Watt just did this last year, mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. one, and then second one is, well, I'm sure the Bears and his agent are talking all the time. Roquan Smith is his own agent. Yeah. So his own agent is in Hallis Hall right now. So I just want to make sure we kind of clear that up for Bears fans. And I, I'm I'm with you guys. So hopefully it does get done a little bit. We're with WGN's Caitlin Sharkey here on Believe in Bears. Uh, let's move over to some of the more glamorous sides of uh, training camp. The offensive weapons and Justin Fields working. Mm -hmm. There are a, uh, my one of my favorite words, a plethora of wide receivers <laughs> right now in camp trying to become that wide receiver too next to Darnell Mooney. Have any of them flashed? Or is there just one just in general that has you the most intrigued right now heading into camp? 
I think, I mean, Nikhil Harry is intriguing in just his situation and the chip on his shoulder that he has and why he thinks he's going to fit well in Chicago because of his blocking ability and his size. And he is big. He is a, he is a very large individual. Um, so I, that him, that storyline, like his past and that is very intriguing to me. Um, he hasn't had the flashiest moments in camp quite yet, but I think it's also been two days, like three days of camp. Like what am I, you know, I don't put any weight in, in on that yet, but to me, uh, EQ Equinemia St. Brown is a guy that I am very intrigued to see what he's able to do with Justin Fields because Luke Getty talked about it yesterday, be both of them being in green Bay, like, EQ, it's not that it didn't work out or he wasn't good enough in in Green Bay. He was surrounded by elite talent. Like, you're not going to, like, get argue those reps or take them away from Devontae Adams. And he just didn't have a place there. So he comes here. Now he's got a place. And I think – and Darno Mooney almost, like, yesterday also said, like, I have to trust that these guys are going to make plays. Like, I can't go get every pass. And I think – Mooney's got to protect himself a little bit in that regard, and they have to be able to use those weapons. But EQ for sure. Um, Pringle hasn't had the best start to camp yet uh, either, but it's still early. Getsy said drop, drop issues, pass right? doesn't happen. Drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, what I, that's what I've heard from seeing yeah. on Twitter. That's, yeah, that's the thing you see you know, right mm-hmm. away is drops early on. It's hot. You know, got to wipe your hands off. You got to secure the yeah. football. So that's you see early yeah. on a lot. Um, what have you seen from, from Cole Komet? Because I – Talk to Joey and a bunch of people, and I think he's a guy that's really going to be a threat in the red zone. And I've compared where I think his ceiling is, and it's kind of like a Kyle Rudolph in in his mm-hmm. Pro Bowl uh, tenure there. Um, I think it's somebody that could have you know anywhere from 600, 800 yards receiving, have a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. Have you seen anything that seven on seven or kind of red zone periods where they kind of uh, connected together? Yeah, I mean, Fields and Komet had um, a connection down the seam yesterday that kind of like was like the catch of camp. It was very impressive. And they talked about the work that they did together in Atlanta and how that paid off. So I feel like they're finally like, I mean, I felt so there's a million reasons I felt bad for Cole in the offense last last year. But the, the fact that there was like their quarterback carousel, there was no chemistry. So now you add in the chemistry plus like the natural development you hope of the player like Cole as he gets more advanced in his career, that's going to be good. And the red zone threat, absolutely. He has to be their guy because now Jimmy Graham's not running in there just exactly. to grab a touchdown. And leave. <laughs> like, like that's what Jimmy and I would joke with Cole last season. Like, I know you're like, you're doing all the work. And then Jimmy's running in there and getting that touchdown and then he's taking <laughs> off. Yeah, like getting all those stats and stuff. But I think they're gonna use, they're gonna have to lean on Cole a lot, um, which will be interesting to see in this scheme. But everyone's excited about the scheme. Like their eyes light up when they talk about how it's gonna work for the players that they have right now, maximizing their talents. And I think we're gonna see the benefits of that with Cole specifically. And an extension of that, and Corey, I'd love to have you weigh in on this one too as well. Uh, Caitlin, when you were last on Believe in Bears, we were still searching for a Bears head coach. And you had, <laughs> yeah. you had met, yeah, it's crazy, right? But we had mentioned mm-hmm. a name. You you were talking about Nathaniel Hackett at the time, mm-hmm. who eventually went to the Broncos and now is going to be running the unit out there. The Bears were able to secure Luke Getze, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the passing game coordinator from the Packers of last year. And I think one of the big mysteries for Bears fans heading into this season is I don't think they quite understand – how different this offense is going to look. And you just kind of touched upon it a little bit. Can you expand a little bit more about maybe what you've seen from a Packers offense of previous years, what Getsy's going to bring to the table 
and Corey weigh in too as well of mm -hmm. how we really think this this offense is going to look different not just the names on the back of the jerseys but also the way that the schemes are, are set up a little bit yeah I think I mean Mooney talked about it a little bit yesterday without giving us uh too much of the scheme just the flow of it I think it's not gonna be so there were many times they lined up last year and I'm like, I don't know if they even have confidence in what they're about to run here. I don't exactly. think that's going to be the case. Like there was like, are we sure we want to do this? Like everyone's looking down the line. Like that's how I felt sitting up in the press box watching. So I can only imagine how they felt on the field. Um, you're not going to have that. You're not going to have that this year. And obviously right now, like there's a lot of newness to it and they still have a long way to go, but I think it's what they can do off the, off the run, like different things that are going to maximize Justin's talents and his footwork and his physicality. Um, and then not to mention the, they have running backs that can run the ball pretty well. So like you can't look at like the, and this is what the heart, everyone's like Luke, Luke gets these offense from green Bay. Like you can't look at it like in those eyes, it's a completely different yeah offense he had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback now we have Justin Fields so it's a little different and there's going to be a learning curve but I feel like there's not going to be this disorganization disjointed it's just going to flow better Corey I don't know what if yeah, you agree like like you mean no more third and two with the good <laughs> toss run. sweep yeah toss sweep gun run you know stuff like that I like, see it in my nightmares exactly. they never but saw I, it coming <laughs> but I couldn't agree with you more um Caitlin as, as far as being a run first team you know I think they're going to be 60 40 you know, in favor yeah. of the run. And they're really going to try to set stuff up. And I, and I told Joey this, I think they're going to really try to get uh, Justin Fields confidence. How you do that, mm -hmm. really build the running game. And I think this offensive line, their strength is run blocking, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of have a lot of moving parts. We're trying to figure out the left tackle, the right tackle, but how do you get, how do you get them help? You know, you run the football, right. You run the football left, you get some rollouts, some sprints, some boots, things of that nature to take off the pressure of the old line and Justin Fields and, yeah, like you said, this is going to be completely different because you had Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and what he can do. I mean, he's arguably one of the, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You know, mm -hmm. J Justin Fields still has a long way to go. And I think the thing is, Getsy is going to cater this offense to him, mm -hmm. something that Matt Nagy and company never did with Justin right. Fields. So Justin Fields can't play, can't do this. Well, they didn't really help him out. And, and people <laughs> understand, you know, in this league, you have to get people's confidence up. You look at a guy like Cam Newton when he first came in the league, and what they were able to do, you know, get the running game going, take the pressure off him. And he did really well with that. You know, he, he threw for like 190 yards on average, a touchdown here, a rushing touchdown. He's very efficient. He didn't turn the football over, but they relied on good defense and running the football. And I think that's what the Chicago Bears are going to do here. Yeah, I completely agree. Just a couple more questions here with WGN's Caitlin Sharkey here on Believe in Bears. Let's go to Justin Fields. Um, early in camp, there's a lot of uh, – we keep – uh, kind of referencing Twitter, but there's a lot of he's changed his motion a little bit. Looks like he's mm -hmm. tightened it up a little bit. When the bullets fly, let's see if that can kind of maintain throughout the regular season. But, you know, heading into year two, what is it, uh, you know, you get a chance to put your eyes on him. What is it? What is he passing in terms of the eye test right now? Maybe not exactly the plays or what's going on seven on seven, but a lot of people are talking about just a comfortability, the way he's carrying himself. What have you just kind of noticed from Justin Fields and, and is he resonating with teammates? And just talk a little bit about, you know, what this training camp means to him and this Bears organization heading into the regular season. I think you can see the, the fact that he knows this is his team to lead now. He has to be the leader. Last year, he didn't have that. And they were in such a weird situation where it's like he had Nick Foles in there. He had Andy Dalton in there. Like it was just, he, he's, he's the starting quarterback. There's no question about that this year. And 
that is such a valuable, like Corey was just talking about confidence wise, that is such a valuable piece of success because he knows he's the guy. Like when Darnell was talking about it yesterday, when he stays after practice, guys follow him because they see mm -hmm. his, his example, like, oh, Justin's about to throw some extra, some extra routes. All right, I'm going to stay and I'm going to work with him. Like that makes a difference. He's obviously all the, the technical stuff, his footwork has changed and that the quarterbacking obviously is going to progress and we're going to see how much progress he's actually made year one to year two, but just his whole demeanor. I mean, he was always very like mature and calm and um, confident in himself, but he said he's learned the, the, the failures and the ups and downs last year. And that taught him a, a very important lesson. And I feel like now he's more prepared for it too. So like mm. if things like they know they're not winning every game this year, I'm going to just say it that way. He's more mentally prepared for that. And when things go like wrong in a game, than he was last year. So he's just in a different mindset to me watching him. He, just the way he carries himself. He's the leader now. He's in charge. Exactly. And to continue on the offensive side, uh, you kind of briefly touched about, you know, Riley Reef being there, mm -hmm. Braxton Jones. Um, what have you kind of seen between those two? And I, I love the signing of Reef because he's a veteran guy. He's a guy mm -hmm. I played against in the leagues, played a lot of games at left tackle mm -hmm. in particular. I know last year he played right tackle, but majority of his career is left tackle. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a good, safe option if Braxton Jones is not ready. So what, what kind of have you seen between those two so, thus far? Yeah, Riley is really excited about the opportunity to like be here and he prefers the left. So I think they're going to, I mean, it's a lot as much as Braxton Jones is impressive, it's a lot to ask for a rookie to play that position in football. Like you're the guy you can't mess yeah. up because we do not want Justin to go through like what he did in Cleveland. Like that again, that's a game that gives me nightmares and I'm sure it gives him nightmares. They, that can't happen again. And so it's like they they rotate a lot right now. Um, but I think the value that Riley also adds is like talking to Braxton Jones, teaching him, coaching mm -hmm. him. He's like, I have no problem coaching a guy that could potentially take my starting spot. So that's one's going to be interesting to watch, but I think it's whoever is the most solid in that position, mm -hmm. whether it's Riley or Braxton, but they're both the fact that Braxton's even in there and mm -hmm. is getting the, as many reps as he has shows the trust that the coaching staff has him and is a, is a credit to him. So uh, they they need to they need to be like sponges and soak up all that information now from some of the vets on that old line because it's crucial because they don't have time like they, they exactly. Riley was talking about like we got to get this figured out and we got to get it figured out quickly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think they're probably leaning towards Braxton Jones. They're probably giving him the front running spot and and if yeah. he doesn't play well enough, they know they have an option in Reef that can yeah. play. And I was I was telling Joey right or left, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was telling you, Joey, I think Braxton Jones could potentially be like a Charles Leno, a guy they found in the late rounds that can be a multi-year starter for the Bears and be their left tackle for a while. He has the athleticism. Now it's like live stuff because you know sometimes in practice one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one drills, you know they're pinning their ears back. You know it's a pass rush. But when when everything's flying and you know things are going on, can he hold up against a, a top pass rusher, especially? you know, the best pass rush in the league are coming off that side. So mm -hmm. during, uh, you know, whenever they get to the preseason, I think that's really going to be telling, or if they do any inter-squad scrimmages, how he fares up against the opposing guys. Because sometimes you're going against the same guy, you, you yeah. know his tendencies, you know his moves, mm -hmm. and then, you know, so it, it really comes down to yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you go against the other guys.
I'm just so happy that they did it. They brought in two professionals, mm -hmm. honestly, that, that you guys are nailing it perfectly. Whether they are all pros or pro bowlers isn't really – should be our Bears fans' concern this year. It's really about trying to teach and solidify, mm -hmm. raise the floor a little bit. I think all the times about, like, an NBA team that goes young and they just bring in and it's just 22, 23, 24-year-olds and there isn't that 30-year-old to teach them, mm -hmm. like, you know, just the ins and outs a little bit of the position and what it takes – I just think it's a nice blend when you're trying to like rebuild and, mm -hmm. and kind of make it happen. So hopefully, you know, they can all stay healthy like Lucas Patrick coming back hopefully soon and we can make it happen. Um, Caitlin, I, my question for you is, uh, as it stands today, what is the strongest position group on the Bears right now? I was thinking about this last night. because Not easy. I'm going down the list and I thought running back, like I feel like, I feel like yeah. we're not talking about the running backs and that's a good thing because yeah. we know what the running back room is and it's a good room and it's yeah. a good place to be. And I'm like, that's to me. And I'm like, I find myself not even watching them in practice because it's like, I know they're good. Like David's going to do his Khalil. Like it, it, it's a good situation right now for them. So I would, I would say the running back group's probably strongest because we know what it's we're going to get. And speaking of the running back room, um, I know it's early on in camp, but what has kind of been the breakdown between, you know, Montgomery and Herbert? Like, how have they been as far as reps? I know Montgomery is number one, but mm -hmm. are they are they kind of splitting it pretty evenly or is it more in favor of yeah. Montgomery? I mean, I feel like it's it's Montgomery dominant, but I think just like we saw last year, it worked them kind of going back and forth. So if there's one thing that I'm going to credit to that offense last year and like what worked well was having Khalil come in and get those bursts. And because it, it's so fun to watch even yesterday in team drills, David just running, like he refused, he still refuses to stop. He's just like going full speed, like tearing guys away. And I'm like, David, it's day two. Like, it's gonna, you know, like you're up, it's going to be a long couple of weeks, but um, knowing that they still have that same energy and he's, mo he's, forever motivated by a lot of things in his life. And uh, I respect that in David. So I think they're going to do a lot of back and forth, but right now it's, it's, it's 32's show. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be a highly, highly motivated yeah. David Montgomery. And <laughs> okay, honestly, right? you know, Corey, I mean, you, you talk about it all the time. I mean, I think the running game is probably the greatest source for optimism for this Bears season. I mean, if they can lean on that, if they can count on that, especially in those third and five situations, yep. take the heat off of Justin Fields, help the defense off. It could be that key that sort of unlocks hopefully a season that maybe surprises a lot of a lot of people, a lot of experts out there that don't yeah. think the Bears are going to win too many games. Um, Caitlin, we're going to get you out of here on this. And, Corey, if you want to weigh in too, because yeah. – Caitlin, I'm always asking Corey, you know, what's it like at training camp? You know, talk sure. to me about the dorm. You got to get yourself a big industrial <laughs> fan. You got to have your movies, your Xbox, whatever it is. So uh, my question for you is uh, how do the Bears, how does the Bears beat get ready for training camp? Um, how yeah. do you guys prep? Do you have to pass a conditioning test? Oh, um, no, thank God. <laughs> but, but, but I'm honestly, sure you no, can do it. I'm sure you yeah. can do it. Yeah. It, it is. It is joking about that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fun time though, right? To see everyone from mm -hmm. all the different outlets, get a little camaraderie. We're all back together and everything at house hall. Just uh, talk a little bit about what that's like. Yeah. This is the most like normal, like, I mean, I moved here in 2020 to start covering this team. So this is the most normal training camp experience for me. And it is so great to see everybody. Like, I think the hardest part is getting used to that commute to Lake Forest from downtown there and back is like, all right, I have to like mentally prepare myself for the ride home when they're all done. But um, no, it, it's so great. And there's no conditioning test, but it makes you like, just, you're just excited. Cause like, 
I live for football season. Like, this is why I got into this career and this job. So it's like, it's almost, it's exciting. Cause you know, these dog days of camp and I'm not even out there practicing and working hard, but um, it's just, it's like that new fresh start. It's like first day of school for all of us. We're excited to see our friends and like all the whole yep. thing. Yeah, exactly. So I got, I got one question for you, Caitlin, before you get yeah. out of here. So I, I, I hate to put you on the spot here, but over under oh God. Eight, eight wins for the bears. This, this season. Oh, he's going to do it. Yes. I got to do it. I got to do it. Under, under, under. Ooh. Why, why, why do you yeah. think under? I think it's going to be like four or five. Really? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, I, I'm trying to be positive and I am pot. Like I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they yeah. win yeah. 12 games, but yeah. I, I'm just trying to be realistic. I think it's going to be under, but I hope, okay. I, I hope this season we are excited about players that like are getting mm-hmm. a second chance. Yeah. or like making a name for themselves so that part yeah. excites okay me, yeah my, my 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 pick is nine wins and everyone thinks i'm absolutely nuts but because Corey, i you, hope you, you're right <laughs> you, you, you look at this let me break this down to you right i i compare this bears team to like the tennessee titans right and i think justin fields is more talented than ryan Tannehill. but you talk about early on in the season trying to get his confidence up we have two good, great running backs we're going to be playing great defense just like them Right. We're going to be a defensive heavy team that runs the football and wears teams down. So I think it's going to come down to that. You know, when the game is close in the fourth quarter last year, we didn't run the ball as well. Even though the whole game we were, we kind of abandoned it. They're going to stick with the run, grind teams down. And I think that's how they're going to win some of these tight games. That's why I say nine. And you look at what happened with Matt Nagy, right? When he first came, nobody had any expectations Mm -hmm. and they had the great season that they did. So I think it's going to be similar to that. Maybe not as many wins as they did with Nagy, but I think at least nine, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I hope so, because it's much more enjoyable (laughs) to cover a team that's winning. (laughs) Exactly. They'll be more likely to let you interview them. You know, when when stuff's going well, you're like, hey, can I get in? Like, nope, not today. I'm not talking. I don't got time. I got treatment. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Ain't nobody got no time for that, right? No. I'm going to hold off on on mine, uh, because uh, the the only thing about it is there's (laughs) <laughs> I'm probably at Corey right now. I'm probably under. I'm like, I'm at like seven, dude. I'm okay, at seven yeah. right now, but I want to see them play in the preseason. The reason why I'm at mm-hmm. seven, Caitlin, is I do just see opportunity. Commanders, Texans, Falcons, yeah. Jets, yeah. Giants. Easy excuse me, the Lions twice. That's why I'm saying the Lions twice. And 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 I've been telling Corey this one too. Don't sleep on them versus the 49ers week one with Trey Lance in his first mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. on the road, just because if you're ever going to beat a Justin good Fields. team, you beat them week mm-hmm. one. So I don't know. There's just, there's areas. Yeah. I see areas. I hope, I hope this optimism shines through and prevails because I would love it. I would love it. I'm, I'm hoping we can save this clip. So when, when I said <laughs> at least nine, all right, let's go. <laughs> we'll put it everywhere. If you, if it comes to fruition. <laughs> exactly. If, if, if not, you can rub it in my face. Okay, you were right. <laughs> I will, optimism, I will. optimism will always reign supreme here at Believe in Bears. Uh, Caitlin Sharkey, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so excited to see your content and your coverage of the Bears all season long. If you can, for our audience, throw out any socials or any ways that people can check out your work throughout the season. You're doing great stuff. Congratulations with WGN. And thank you so much thank for coming you. back on the pod. Thank you. I'm excited to be at WGN. We do GN Sports seven nights a week. It's a great show, uh, 1030 on WGN. And then I'm at Cairo Sharkey on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to another season of Bears coverage, a normal season of like Bears coverage. And whatever that brings me, because I never know. <laughs> 
and, and Joey, what you don't know about her is she's a golfer too. I see, I see mm-hmm. her hit the links a couple times. So is that I'm, a fact? I'm a big time golfer. Yeah, 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 I'm not good, but I I enjoy going out there and giving it my best. So yeah, hey, I gotta get I gotta it. get out there soon before before golf and weather's gone here. Exactly. You know, the thing is, when you're not hitting it well, you just have a couple drinks, and then it makes everything that much Every, better. Absolutely. You know I mean? <laughs> always, always. I'm not gonna find that ball. I'm just dropping. I'm just dropping. Let's just do it. Uh, today's episode of Believe in Bears was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Promo code Believe50, B-L-E-A-V, 5-0 for 50% off your first welcome bonus. Corey, man, great to see you. Great episode. Thanks so much for coming on, Caitlin. Take us home on another great episode, my man. Yeah, it was another great episode. Thanks, Caitlin, for coming on. We're going to have to check in on with you uh, later in training camp and uh, excited for this season. I think the Bears are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm, I'm hoping that they get that nine win total at least this season. Uh, run the football, play great defense, bear down, baby. Let's get it. Corey said it best, bear down. Thank you so much, so much for checking out this episode. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other, and we will see you next week. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.